This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is a Monday, March 1st, 2021. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider and never miss a show. Before I start the show, I want to send prayers to Erica Watson's family, and friends. Erica passed away Sunday due to complications from COVID-19. Not only has she appeared as a guest on this podcast several times over the years, but she was a personal friend of mine and will be sorely missed. So rest in peace. Now, today on the show, we have a very, very special guest. Griselle Paula is the founder and CEO of Rab Dolls, an online fashion retailer committed to providing unapologetic fashion to women of all sizes. Born in the Dominican Republic, she moved with her family to NYC at the age of 10. Griselle started her career as a plus-size model, getting to know the ins and outs of the fashion industry and noticed something important was missing from the market, trendy clothing suited to plus-size bodies. She launched Rev Dolls in the fall of 2015 and offers a full range of sizes up to a size 32. The brand prides itself on sexy for all size inclusivity. And let's welcome Grizel to the show. Hi, Grizel. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm so Thank excited you so much. to be here. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for being on the show. I know as a CEO, you have tons of things you could be doing right now. Oh, no, I love this. So thank you so much. It it has definitely been um, a busy month. And as we start the the spring, I'm I'm super excited just with everything that's, that, that we're, we're providing lately. Before you started your clothing line, you were a plus-size model. Now, how did working in the industry spark your vision to create Rev Dolls? You saw a void, a void in the plus-size clothing market? Yes. So I um, I was working as, as a plus-size model um, kind of th- throughout college and after college. And I was uh, really working for a lot of the larger retailers doing a lot of e-com work at the time. Um, so just kind of shooting their products that they were going to release online. So I had a really kind of firsthand at seeing, at seeing the garments. And at the time, I think I was, I don't know, maybe 22, 23 and feeling like I was a 1X. And I felt like, you know, there's just, as someone who struggled, who kind of went between a large and a 1X, I, I saw just how drastic the, the changes were in, in options when you kind of left the large, which was really kind of the biggest size and a lot of regular size retailers or, or standard as, as they call it. Um, and then when you kind of, when you gained weight and you were a 1X, all of a sudden your options were extremely limited. And I saw that um, specifically being a, a plus size model. And 
I thought, okay, there has to be more out there for, you know, for girls my age that are, that is age appropriate and that it's cute and it's trendy. So I kind of took it upon myself to really figure it out. So when you decided to launch a clothing line, did you already have the knowledge about how to create it or did you learn as you go and made mistakes? <laughs> oh my god, I messed so much stuff up. Um, no, initially it started super small. The idea actually started as a t-shirt brand. Um, and I thought, you know, I would kind of go out there and get t-shirts with, with slogans and I, I figured I, I start there. And I was going to I went to school by the way for criminal justice. I have absolutely no background in fashion or marketing oh, or wow. anything. <laughs> so all I knew was that I wanted cute clothes and um, I was going to figure it out, right? So when we start, when I started the t-shirt brands, um, it was Custom Plus at the time, which um, some people still remember the brands. I, I was, we were selling on like Etsy and like eBay. I was really trying to, and mostly on Instagram as well. Um, and at the time we were kind of just sourcing t-shirts uh, locally from from a distributor in in New Jersey and I said I'm from the Dominican Republic and I remember I spoke to my mom one day and I was like mom I should be able to get these t-shirts from DR like they're in my hometown there were so many big factories that left um, the Dominican Republic and really just went out to, to China and I was like there's a lot of people that still know how to make garments in you know lo- locally in in the town so i was like i should be able to find someone to make these t-shirts for me and my mom was like well she was just coincidentally gonna go travel for her usual kind of during the summer to dr and she was like you know what i'll ask around she asked she came back and found this kind of like small with like not even a fact it was a it was a guy with three people and um he was sewing like uniforms and he was like yeah i'll make them and then he started making the shirts and then i went back to him and i was like well if you can make the shirt why can't you make a dress like can you just make it longer i had no idea how to make a pattern by the way so can you just make it longer like it's a it's a dress if you make it longer Um, and he was like, okay, it turned out that the guy used to be, um, the pattern maker for banana Republic, um, branch in the Dominican Republic. And it was, I was like, oh my God. And then it kind of all went from there. And then we made a few patterns then we made a few more. And then we started sourcing all the local fabrics in the market and then, um, yeah, then we branched out to, to different other kind of like smaller uh, factories. And yeah, and then it all kind of went from there. But you went and you relocated and lived in the Dominican Republic for a little while, getting everything situated? Yes. So I decided to move. Uh, my, my sister uh, got out of college um, somewhere, I don't know, a few months after that process started. And I said, hey, um, Denise, do you, like, she was going to school for biology. And I was like, you're home for the summer. Can you just stay and take over shipping? And I'm going to figure out how to make more clothes in DR. And she stayed. She was like, okay, I'll stay for the summer as like a summer job. Um, and I went to the Dominican Republic, and that actually ended up being... 
I actually stayed in DR for a year and my sister stayed in New Jersey as she was handling all of the distribution and helping with customer service while I was working on like creating patterns and finding fabrics. And, um, and that was the first year of Reb. I was in, in the Dominican Republic trying to figure it out. Now, you, I mentioned you started as a plus size model. Did you use mm-hmm. your income as a plus size model to fund the launch of your brand? Um, yes. I actually took, all I had was like one check. <laughs> when I went to DR, I had one check left. Um, and I mean, I stopped modeling for that year that I was in DR. So I think I had, I remember about $900 to my name. And I was like, this is what I'm going to use. I left my apartment and that was really kind of started. I, it was very minimal money and just kind of flipping one small batch of clothes for the next money to fund the next um, slightly bigger batch of clothes. Now, I remember when you first started and your um, brand was going off the ground, you were still active modeling did you have to stop because it was a conflict um and you were working for your competitors so in the year that I was in the year that I was away I I wasn't modeling when I came back I was I did continue to model and um I honestly stayed very uh behind the scenes of of rep dolls I wasn't really much kind of like modeling full frontal for Red because I always felt like I wanted, I still needed the modeling job. I mean, it's, so I didn't want it to be, I guess, too obvious that I was, um, that I was the founder and the CEO. So I kind of kept it, if you really weren't in my social media, you didn't really know. Um, and it wasn't until later that um, I don't remember at what point I, I was, I went to a casting and um, I won't say the name of the retailer, but um, when I got back, my agent emailed and said, hey, um, they really liked you, but they said that Red Dolls is their direct competitor and they cannot book you. And that's when I realized, I was like, oh, crap, we made it. (laughs) So um, then I... I started really kind of retracting for modeling. I really wasn't going to casting. It was kind of direct bookings. And if my agents felt, um, or if, if, um, yeah, if, um, I'm sorry, if a client wanted to directly book me, but uh, at some point I decided, you know, I just want to get off the board. I don't have the time to really uh, go to these bookings. I would be petrified if I had to like go to like California for like a three day job was like my biggest fear. Um, Cause that would mean that I'd have to leave Reb for three days. So I was like, it's time to, it's time to retire. <laughs> Before you got to the point where you realized you made it, what were some of the biggest obstacles you had getting the brand off the ground? Honestly, funding, um, running running a running a brand with so many size ranges it it takes it has a lot of it has a lot of learning like there's a lot it's a huge learning curve like for example just understanding um 
if you're going to cut something, you need to cut it in, in eight different sizes, right? So understanding your runs and understanding your supply. Um, there were times in the, in the brands where we kind of overproduced and we had all this inventory left over, which is if you don't have funding or even a, a credit line, if you overproduce and you don't sell that product, you don't have enough money to kind of make your next run, right? Or on the other mm -hmm. hand, we would have the problem where we would sell out so fast because we were afraid to kind of overproduce that uh, by the second day of like releasing something, it would be sold out and then we'd have customers complaining. So it's been a really huge learning curve, especially in the size ranges to understand, okay, um, how much should we make of this size versus that size? What is the demand per size kind of thing? And so your clothing range is uh, very big. You go from a size 2 to a size 32. Mm -hmm. Now, why did you decide to include uh, straight sizes and not just focus exclusively on plus? Um, I think it, when, when I started, it wasn't, to me, it was about kind of cute things for everybody. Like, I... <laughs> I I didn't realize, I think, long-term um, now kind of what it would, what it meant in the entire, like in the plus size spectrum, what Red Gold was doing. I was just, I was just kind of like this girl that her family members were all like smalls and mediums. And I was just a girl that was a large and a one, sometimes a one X. And I had friends in the plus size modeling industry that were two X's and three X's. And I was like, I just want to make it so that we can all wear it. You know, we're all the same age. We all like the same thing. I don't see why we need to shop into different sides of the shopping mall. That was as far as my process went. And then, um, you know, it all, it all kind of went from there. I just wanted really cute clothes for, for everybody. <laughs> right. Well, for someone that is listening and wants to have really cute clothes tell them what type of clothing you carry um we we carry um everything from uh, dresses uh, jeans uh, tops accessories um we concentrate a lot on we do our own production runs which means that our clothes follow a sizing guide so we do not just kind of buy off the market like you would find sometimes a lot of different We are clothes are designed with own fit and we try really hard on consistency. And I think that that's something that gets lost. And I think it's really important for people to understand that we work really hard on every collection and making sure that it fits right every time and that we have a story every time. So um, that's what I really hope people get out of, out of our fashion. But mostly you do like casual lounge and swim, you would say? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Um, yes. So we, uh, I, I call it uh, ready to wear. I think um, it, that changes depending on who you ask, but it's really uh, close for, for you to, to either go to work in. We do a leisure now, um, gym clothes, and we concentrate on like just um, more going out pieces in the sense of like if you're going to brunch or if you're um, going out with your girls, um, 
kind of uh, easy, easy, simple clothing. Now tell me about Reb Doll's fit. Is it women's sizes or junior sizes? Women's sizes. Awesome. So on mm-hmm. your social media, you started using a plus size model that's bigger than the mm-hmm. industry standards. So did you receive positive or negative feedback for doing that? And will you continue to use bigger size models? Yes, I will. Um, so two-part question. We have we have used, especially in our, in our social media, we try to use girls in as many different sizes as possible. Um, we're now committing to more, especially in our campaign usage, to use girls in in bigger sizing and we have received funny enough both sides of the spectrum of of um i want to say uh comments so some people I, I i see a lot people will say well that's not that's not flattering we we get that a lot then we have an other sets of comments that are yes finally representation and for us, though, I think it's important to kind of push the flattering conversation away. I think the, the flattering conversation stems from a place that um, is judgmental, to my opinion. Um, I think that it's important to show what clothes look like in different sizes um, without kind of fear of judgment. And I think it's, it's up to especially me as a brand leader to really push that message forward and say, hey, this is what our pants look like in a 1X, what it looks like in a 3X, what it looks like in a 5X. And because we have a broad range of customers in each size, and I think it's about time that we do our part and show her what what that looks like in her actual size. Absolutely. So now you've been in business for about six years. You started, you really didn't know what you were doing. You, you know, made mistakes, but you are successful. What has been your biggest accomplishment um, with your brand? Um, I think, huh, I, I, I think up to, up to date, I am really proud of the team that, that we have evolved to be. Um, we are a team of almost 10 women, um, women of color, women that are really uh, excited and kind of hyped to work every day and to push our message forward. When I started the brand, there was never a, there was never a number figure. It was, we have been we have been approached and we have worked with Macy's, we have been approached and worked with Forever 21 selling. And I used to think that that was like, you know, the, the pinnacle being in a big retailer. And then I realized um, that that's not what I wanted. What I wanted was to, to the doors of as many women as possible and make them feel good. And that is not what we're focused on. Right now we're super focused on our vision and, um, and just kind of bringing the message forth, I, that's what makes me the most proud that I feel like this year we're, we're really taking control again of our brand image and what we want to portray. And I'm just really excited for that. So how has the coronavirus pandemic affected your business? Oh, my God. 
It was terrible. Um, <laughs> 2020 was really rough. Um, it was really rough. We had a complete shutdown of our um, of our supply chain. Uh, the Dominican Republic completely shut down for months. Uh, and literally overnight last year, we had nowhere to buy clothes from. And we had to adapt really quickly if we wanted to keep the site open um, or online, I should say. And uh, we had to pivot and find new manufacturers we had never worked before, we, all while trying to be consistent uh, in the production. And um, it was really hard by the time, you know, the end of the year came, it was, it was really hard for us to do some of the that we wanted um, just because so much had changed in our supply chain. And uh, we're finally starting to normalize as our main manufacturer and VR is back open. So it was a lot of learning and a lot of pivoting. I think everyone, as everyone says, pivot is the word of, was the word of the year. Right. So how did you do your photo shoots and how are you still doing your photo shoots during the pandemic? Um, so in the beginning, we weren't. Then uh, in the middle of, of the pandemic, as it became kind of the new normal that we were all kind of locked down, we all started working from home. We do have an office in, in New Jersey, in Newark, New Jersey. We all started working from home and we really just had one model um, and kept the sh- kept the shoot really, really tight. There was only three of us on set um, with the one model that we would always use to kind of keep, um, you know, keep contacts uh, really low. So, and now we are now we have a lot of different standards so like you have to have a COVID test before you come on set um different kind of standards like that everyone obviously wears a mask and everyone's super distanced from each other it's kind of become just our new normal shooting while separated Mm-hmm. and so what is the ultimate goal with your career and your brand I want Rev Dolls to become a household name. I I don't want it to be kind of, kind of just a discovery anymore. I want it to be like, oh yeah, Rev Dolls. Very casual, very casually, a, a word that gets thrown around. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So um, <laughs> to to make that happen, who are you looking to collaborate with in 2021? Um, in 2021, I am speaking into existence that I am going to have a collaboration with Lizzo. Oh, well, that can happen <laughs> because, you know, you have sexy clothing. It's definitely her demographic. I'm putting that out there. So if she's listening, to call me, to call or to call you and then you call me, you whatever. Right. Fine. <laughs> right. Definitely. And so... Do you have anything else happening we could be on the lookout for? Now, usually people say pop-up shops and they're doing different things, you know, around the country, but I know we're kind of stuck right now. But anything virtually, maybe? Um, No events. We do have our spring collection that drops next Monday. Uh, We're really excited about. And um, so, yeah, look, look out for that. That's in, in the immediate future. And right now we are working on another swim collection and another um, athleisure collection, which is people really respond to. So 
uh, look out for that. We have literally something dropping every Monday on the site. So uh, yeah, everyone just kind of stay tuned and, and follow us on social. And so before you go, tell us your official website and all of your social media pages. Of course. So our official website is repdolls.com and you can find us at repdolls on every social media that is um, TikTok, uh, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. I think that's all of them. Yeah, we're on all of them. Just there, talking and showing you pictures and videos. Um, it's we're we're super fun to follow. So so please give us a follow and get to know us a little more. And also, we should say you're very active on Clubhouse these days. <laughs> oh yes, I am. Follow me as well. Um, <laughs> Crystal Angel is my Clubhouse name. Uh, if you're on Clubhouse, I am um, talking. I'm really using Clubhouse to learn, to learn a lot and um, to share a lot of what I know. A lot of kind of up and coming business owners and boutique owners. It's been really fun to kind of share my experience and help someone. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I think the last time I interviewed you was 2013. So I don't even think oh I've interviewed you since you've been a business owner. I interviewed you last as a model. So I'm excited. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you and I'm so happy for your success and everything you've done. I'm so proud of you. Just keep up the good work. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. This was so much fun. All right. Well, definitely keep in touch and have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. And so thank you to my guest this evening. Make sure you check out Reb Dolls for cute clothing in all sizes. Like we said, she goes from a size small to a 5X. So there is something for everyone. So again, thank you to Griselle Paula. I've been this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Herbs and be blessed. You've been listening to the Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com.